1: Welcome to this Friday episode of Live Mike. Friday before Halloween, fun happens tomorrow. Little kids getting dressed up, and if you're one of the cool moms or dads, you're getting dressed up with them as well. I, of course, am one of the cool dads. Uh, My little costume, Uh, the the theme this year is woodland creatures. Little Piper's a skunk, I'm a raccoon, mom's a deer, that's adorable. I'll post some pictures tomorrow. Uh, anyway, enough about me. Let's talk about the United States Senate. That's what you want to talk about, right? We cannot forget about the Senate. It's easy here in Utah to pay less attention to the various Senate elections taking place around the country because, well, Utah's two senators, uh, their seats aren't up for grabs this year. And so while we don't have a Senate race in Utah this year, there are many other races across the country right now which have the potential to shift power out of the hands of Republicans and into Democrat control. I, I want to walk through a number of these races and play with the numbers a little bit and see what's possible, what's likely, and where the long shots are. Uh, as things stand at this moment, Republicans are in control, right? Majority Leader Mitch McConnell and Republicans are in control of the Senate, and they have been since 2015. The, the breakdown of the 100 senators who make up the upper chamber of Commerce uh, of Congress rather, is 53 Republicans Forty five Democrats. Uh, and you might say, hold on a second. That doesn't add up to 100. Nope. There are two independents, you know, certainly of Bernie Sanders from Vermont, the one you might forget about from time to time. Uh, and I'll admit that I forget about uh, Senator King myself. Maine has an independent member of the United States Senate, Angus King, though about these two. They caucus with Democrats, meaning that their votes uh, are almost always in lockstep with Democrats and they uh, will you know, be a Democrat a reliable vote. For Democrats to take control of the Senate, a number of things would need to happen. One of them involves the president. And in that scenario, Democrats pick up four seats. I say four because the the highest likelihood is that that race in Alabama is likely to turn over to Republicans. Doug Jones occupies uh, the seat right now. Uh, and so that one, that one is pretty much a, a definite Republican victory. And so uh, to for, for Democrats to regain control, they would need to pick up four seats. Uh, that would tie the Senate. Then, then uh, should Joe Biden win the presidency, that then makes Kamala Harris president of the Senate and also the tie-breaking vote. Uh, much of uh, Mike Pence's experience over the past four years has has not involved many tie-breaking votes. In fact, I'd have to go check and see which ones he has participated, and none uh, come to mind. Though I know he has, or I believe he has. The, the Vice President, as I said, is the president of the Senate. It's one of the very few constitutional duties bestowed upon the Vice President. And should the elected members of the Senate uh, end up being split 50/50, at least in terms of caucus numbers go, uh, it would be Kamala Harris. Uh, each time a uh, split decision was made in the Senate, she'd be breaking the tie. In the other scenario, it's a little straightforward, a little more straightforward and that simply requires Democrats to flip five seats. Uh, that is also considering Alabama's flip back to the GOP. Now, according to the polling data, which of course you should take with a grain of salt, given the track record of many uh, of the seats of highest revelence chance of flipping parties uh, the the seats which are potential flippers, according to the polls, Alabama, Arizona, Colorado, North Carolina, and Maine. There's some others, but the, the the big ones that catch my attention are, are these I've listed here for you. Alabama, Arizona, Colorado, North Carolina, and Maine. First, let's take a take a look at Maine. The final debate between Republican incumbent Susan Collins and Sarah Gideon uh, touched on the Supreme Court. Here's ABC's Sherry Preston with a report on that debate.
0: One of the issues main voters say they care about is the U.S. Supreme Court. Susan Collins voted in favor of Brett Kavanaugh's confirmation, but against Amy Coney Barrett's. And she says of expanding the number of justices if Joe Biden is elected. As Ruth Bader Ginsburg says, nine is a good number, and that's the number it's been since 1869. Okay. Okay. Uh, We should not pack the court. Her opponent is Democrat Sarah Gideon. Senator Collins, you have packed the court. You have packed the court. You hand-delivered. Donald Trump and Mitch McConnell's judiciary agenda and an ideological court to the American people. Sherry Preston, ABC News.
1: So there's a taste of Maine. That's why uh, that that's you know one of the debate issues certainly on the minds of Maine voters right now as they make that decision. So that's one to keep an eye on uh, come Tuesday night and as uh, you know results pour in. I'm not sure. I, I have been asked when do you think results will be finally certified in all the races? When will this election uh, be settled? And I, I. I I'd be foolish and naive if I were to give you a guess. I hope it's quick. Uh, I don't expect it to be Tuesday night, uh, but I hope it's quick. I hope by the weekend uh, we know who is who will, who will be occupying which o- office come January. Now, uh, main important to follow. Now, on to Alabama. I mentioned Alabama is a state with a high chance of flipping, but that but that this flip would be from the hands of Democrat control over to Republican hands. Democrat Doug Jones. Won the seat in 2017. Do you remember this one? It was Doug Jones uh, up against uh, Roy Moore. Remember, Roy Moore had some uh, some troubling complications in his past. Uh, Let's leave it at that. Well, now Jones is up for uh, re-election against a former college football coach, Tommy Tuberville.
0: The way I was raised, before a football game, you stood to honor America, and after the game, you knelt to honor God. But today, those values are under attack. Socialism, abortion on demand, open borders, it's got to end. So I'm getting off the sidelines and into the fight. As your senator, I'll have President Trump's back.
1: Now, that, that race is, is likely to be won by the, the man from which you just heard, Tommy Tuberville, uh, former college football coach. And as you listen to that, did it sound like movie perfect? I mean, that voice and the music behind there and the writing, it, just, it it sounded like a political ad that you would hear in a movie. I'm not making fun. I just think it is it, it is hitting all of the familiar notes that you and I likely associate with, uh, you know, with the the very, very stereotypical uh, political ad. Anyway, uh, Tuberville leading in the polls and popularity in Alabama and will likely end up occupying a seat in the United States Senate come January. Now, <clears throat> Now, where do the Democrats feel confident? Uh, One place is in Alaska. There's an interesting race between uh, first-time Republican Senator Dan Sullivan, who is facing a tougher-than-expected challenge from uh, a doctor up there, Dr. Al Gross, who is running as an independent, uh, but like Angus King and Bernie Sanders, expected to caucus with Democrats.
0: I'm Al Gross, and I was an orthopedic surgeon here in Juneau. I see my former patients all over town. I left my practice because it wasn't right how insurance companies ripped off Alaskans. I went to study public health policy instead. We can jumpstart our economy by lowering Alaskan health care costs. So more businesses move here. I approve this message because Dan Sullivan's voted over and over to kill affordable health care.
1: One thing I'll say about those two challengers, uh, the two that we've heard from thus far in this segment, they both have really cool voices. And I, as a a talk show kind of guy, I am envious of those strong, powerful, clear voices. I wish I had one myself. Anyway, there are two more states I'd like to discuss with you, but time has expired, so I'll invite you simply to uh, look into Arizona's race. That's Martha McSally up against former astronaut Mark Kelly, and then... This is the big one that I did not expect to see uh, such a a neck and neck and tight race. And that is in South Carolina, the race between Lindsey Graham and Jamie Harrison. Jamie Harrison uh, setting records, uh, fundraising records, $57 million in the third quarter of 2020, making that the largest quarterly amount ever raised by a Senate candidate. Now, uh, last bit of trivia I will throw out before we go to break. You heard Jamie Harrison set the record. Who held the record before Harrison? Before Jamie Harrison raked in $57 million in the third quarter of 2020, do you know who held the record before Harrison? It was Beto O'Rourke during his 2018 attempt to unseat Ted Cruz. All right, quick break. When we come back, we're going to shift gears pretty dramatically uh, and set our sights on Zion National Park. There have been some developments in the story of Holly Courtier. That was the woman missing for 12 days, found now finds herself, at least according to her family, in a mental health facility. What does the Washington County Sheriff's Department have to do with all this? We'll find out next on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL Radio.
0: A stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one.